Hello, and welcome to the Fuel Run Recover podcast, helping everyday runners fuel better, run smarter, and recover faster so you can reach your full performance potential. I'm your host, Stephanie Natchek, dietitian, fitness coach, and a fellow runner too. As the owner of Stephanie Natchek Performance Nutrition, I've spent the last 10 years helping runners learn to fuel their bodies, level up their running performance, and establish healthier relationships with food and exercise. If you're ready to reconnect with your love of running, then let's get started on today's episode. All right. So before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to invite you to check out a few great free resources that I created just for runners. To get them, all you have to do is click on the link in the show notes or visit www.stephanienachuk.com. If you visit my website, there's a little pop-up box that comes up and it'll prompt you to enter your email address and these guides will be sent right to your inbox. The first guide is my fueling guide for runners. So in this resource, you'll find my top fueling tips for runners, as well as some specific meal ideas for both your pre and post run fuel. If you've been struggling to understand what to eat when to support your running and just figuring out like what those meal ideas, like what those meals look like, what kind of foods you should be including before versus after you run, what the difference is between pre and post run fueling, then this guide is exactly what you need to get you started on the right path. The other guide that I created is my strength training guide for runners. So this guide includes both a PDF resource, has some tips, guidelines, and links to my YouTube series where I actually walk you through all of the exercises in the program. This is a great beginner strength training guide for runners who want an effective but efficient full body workout that helps support the key muscles and movements you need to run stronger and injury free. So once again, both of these guides are available together. I have them put together as a little bundle for you. You can just click on the link in the show notes or go over to www.stephanienatchek.com, enter your email address just the one time, and both of these free guides will get sent to your inbox right away. I hope you enjoy these resources and find them helpful in supporting you and your running. And now let's get into today's episode. All right. So in today's episode, we are talking carb loading, specifically some of the main carb loading mistakes that I see runners making. And I'm also going to share with you today what you can do to fix them and make sure that you are carb loading the right way so that it is the effective strategy that it's supposed to be for getting you as ready as you can possibly be for a great race day. So to start us off today, I want to share a little bit more about what carb loading is and the science behind carb loading and kind of how it works, just because I know there's a lot of uh, misunderstanding and miscommunication and misinformation out there about why we carb load and whether or not it works and who it's right for and who should do it and, and when and all of these things. So carbohydrate loading is a nutrition strategy that is scientifically shown to help improve race day performance. So if you're going to be running a race or participating in an event like a triathlon or something like that, that isn't just running or maybe a cycling event, something that you're going to be participating in for longer than two hours, then there is very solid research and evidence to show that carb loading can help improve your race day performance. For very short races, um, or if you are a super speedy runner that's going to be uh, finishing in a much shorter period of time, there's definitely still some value 
in carb loading, but because you're not going to be burning through your the full extent of your body's muscle glycogen in that shorter duration of time, it's not as key the way that it is for longer races or, you know, for individuals who are going to take a little bit longer to finish a race. So we store carbohydrate in our muscle cells as a substance called glycogen. And glycogen is just the way that we package sugar up and we put it into our muscle cells and we basically save it for later. So after we eat a meal, a meal that contains carbohydrates, anything that we don't need to burn for energy kind of right in that moment as we're digesting our food and and those calories are circulating around our body, we are putting that extra carbohydrate into our muscle cells and into our liver as glycogen. And this is great because that means that what you're eating for dinner tonight is going to be the fuel that you burn during your run tomorrow. And that's why as runners, our overall diet can be a little bit higher in carbohydrates as a whole, because it's helping us simultaneously recover from the workout we did before, but also get ready for tomorrow's workout. So all of these calories that we're eating from carbohydrates are not going to be stored as body fat. Instead, we're storing the vast, vast, vast majority of carbohydrate calories that we eat are going to be either burned for energy right now or they're going to be stored as muscle glycogen for when we need it. It's only once somebody's muscle glycogen stores are basically full that we then would see some of those carbohydrate calories being turned into something like body fat. But for runners who are consistently running and putting in, you know, quite a few miles each week, we're not walking around with these full topped up muscle glycogen stores all the time because as you can see uh, as you're going to learn today, it takes two to three days of this like maximal carb loading uh, effort. And it's a tremendous amount of carbohydrates we have to eat during this carb loading phase to really get our muscle glycogen stores where they need to be to maximize them. So that is what carb loading is all about. It's about optimizing the energy stored in our muscles so that we have more calories available to burn during those longer races to keep us going for longer. It's important to note that this does not completely replace or get rid of our need for intra-run fuel. And of course, you can imagine, you know, if you're going to be running for significantly longer than two hours for a full marathon or for something like a triathlon where you're going to be out there for hours and hours and hours, then you uh, still are going to need some intra-run fuel. It's not going to completely replace your need for having those calories during the run as well. It's just an extra strategy to give you that extra gas in your tank so that you can make it to the end of your event feeling really good and feeling really strong and not hit the wall or bonk, as we often call it. So next, I'm going to talk a little bit more about some of these common carb loading mistakes that I see runners making all the time. And then we're going to finish off today by talking about what you can do instead to have a really cohesive, comprehensive, and uh, effective carb loading strategy. So the first thing that I see runners doing all the time is really just not carb loading properly. (laughs) Either they don't know, or they just don't believe that it's an effective strategy. And so they're not actually carb loading when they they maybe say or, or think that they are. And what this can look like is either not carb loading for long enough 
or choosing the wrong foods when they're carb loading and really not eating nearly enough carbs. So a proper carb loading strategy is going to require 8 to 12 grams of carbohydrates per kilogram of your body weight per day throughout the two to three days that you are implementing that carb loading plan. So this is hundreds, if not even over a thousand grams of carbohydrates per day, depending on your body size as a runner. And so this is a tremendous amount of carbohydrates. It's a lot more than most people are consuming on a typical basis, even for runners who are very carb focused in their diets and they are very aware of the importance of getting enough carbs and fueling their bodies properly. Carb loading is a different beast. It's more than most of us are going to be consuming on a regular basis. Um, It might be closer to double what a lot of even fairly well-fueled runners are consuming on a regular basis. So I see a lot of runners who maybe think that they're carb loading or um, believe that they have carb loaded in the past. But when we look at what that proper plan looks like and, and how much they actually need to eat, they're like, oh no, no, I definitely was not doing that. And along with it is choosing the wrong foods to carb load with. And really what that looks like and and what I see in practice is people thinking that they can carb load on pizza, donuts, ice cream, French fries, chips, all of these foods that, well, delicious and, you know, definitely things that I love to eat just like most other people do. These are all delicious, tasty foods, but unfortunately They are not high enough in carbohydrate calories, and they are much too high in fat calories to really get us where we need to go with our carb loading goals. And so this comes back to one of the fundamental things about carb loading is that it's really about optimizing and maximizing the carbohydrate calories that we're taking in for those couple of days and minimizing the fat calories that we're eating for those few days. Because if we jack up our carbohydrate calories and we don't create a corresponding reduction in the fat calories that we're consuming, we're talking about a lot of calories that we're eating for those couple of days. We're talking about a lot of food that we have to eat for those couple of days. And it becomes a little bit of a logistical nightmare to try and fill up on, you know, let's say 800 grams of carbohydrates if a lot of those 800 grams of carbohydrates are coming packaged with the same number of fat calories, we would just, we would be so full. Like you just, you can't eat that much food. It's so much. And so instead a carb loading strategy, a proper carb loading strategy is about optimizing, maximizing your carbohydrate intake, but really reducing and cutting down the fat. So it's not about eating, you know, let's call it all of the fun foods or, you know, I don't like to use the word junk food, but I know that that's something that a lot of people will use, but those types of foods and kind of giving ourselves license to almost binge on them for a few days when, when we're in that carb loading, that pre-race space. But instead it's about eating the foods that you already fuel with for your day-to-day training, just having more of them. That's really what an effective carb loading strategy looks like. Those fun foods that you enjoy, Um, that maybe aren't the best running fuel or carb loading fuel. Those are the things that we maybe want to save for after the race and enjoy those afterwards as part of a meal that includes plenty of protein too, to make sure that we're optimizing our recovery. 
So um, to recap on that one, the biggest, you know, kind of first mistake that I see people making is that they're really choosing to carb load with the wrong foods. So they, they may think that they're carb loading, but because of the specific choices that they're making, they're just choosing foods that have a lot of fat calories and really not as many carbohydrate calories as we think. And because we just don't have this awareness of how much we really need to be getting, what those gram targets are, people haven't necessarily done the math or planned it out. Um, they're just, they're really not carb loading at all. They're just maybe eating a few extra slices of pizza the day before the race. And so then what the problem with that is that it leads people to believe that carb loading doesn't work for them. And so I see this all the time in different online spaces where people will ask a question or something about carb loading and you get a whole bunch of people who will say, oh, I never do it. It doesn't work. You know, oh, I tried. It didn't work for me. And the question that I often have for those individuals is like, but did you really try it? Like, did you do it with the help of a sport dietitian who, you know, you planned out all these meals and you did your calculations and you figured out exactly what to eat and, and how to get in the calories? Or did you just, you know, have one meal that you thought was higher in carbohydrates the night before? And I see, you know, people sharing all their favorite carb loading foods and, and the things that they eat. And I'm seeing creamy pasta dishes and, and pizza and ice cream and, you know, all of these things that again, well, delicious. And, you know, you're certainly not going to see me complaining about eating any of those things. Those aren't carb loading foods, unfortunately. Instead, it's going to be, you know, pasta with a red, you know, tomato sauce, not something that's creamy. It's going to be bread with very little butter on it. It's going to be things like sandwiches or bagels or rice, potatoes. Again, things that you typically fuel with as a runner day in and day out, just more of those foods. The second big mistake that I see runners making when it comes to their carbohydrate loading is that they're not carbohydrate loading for long enough. So as I mentioned before, this is something that should be two to three days uh, that we're doing for two to three days leading up to our race. And what I see a lot of people doing is just really thinking about their carb load as their dinner the night before their race. And unfortunately, we just are not going to be consuming enough calories, enough carbohydrate calories. We're not going to maximize our muscle glycogen stores in one single meal. It takes a few thousand calories of glucose in order to really top up the muscle glycogen stores the way that we need to. And so that one meal, especially if it's not a great carbohydrate loading specific meal to begin with, it's just not going to make a difference. And again, this can lead a lot of runners to feeling like carbohydrate loading isn't effective. It doesn't work for them. It's not worth it. It's a bunch of BS, which just isn't the case. This is a strategy that is backed by a lot of scientific research. And while our approach to carb loading has changed a lot over the years, we still see that it does absolutely help support and boost performance and reduce the risk of you not being able to finish your event. And finally, the third major mistake that I see a lot of runners making when it comes to their carb loading strategy is that they are eating very low carb during their training cycle. So they are typically eating very small amounts of carbohydrates per day, either because they just don't realize how many grams of carbs they actually need to fuel their training, 
or because they've been led to believe that they don't need carbs as a runner. They've been led to believe that carbs make them gain weight and they shouldn't be eating them and they should be avoiding them or restricting them. Whatever the reason, and there can be a lot of different reasons that a runner winds up on a low carb diet, even either intentionally or unintentionally. But the problem is that a lot of runners eat quite low carb during their training cycles. And then when it comes to carbohydrate loading, it feels very uncomfortable. Now we're filling up or trying to fill up on foods that we don't often eat. We're not used to. So we start to have maybe a lot of GI issues, some gas, some bloating. Maybe we're having like looser bowel movements. We're running to the bathroom a little bit more often, uh, all kinds of GI upset, which then again leads us to feel as though carbohydrate loading doesn't work for us. It's not worth it. Oh, my stomach was a mess when I tried carbohydrate loading. That's definitely not for me. I'm never doing it again because we're adding in all of these foods that this person has not practiced with. This person has not fueled with those things during their training cycle or those amounts of things during their training cycle. And so we're eating all this new food and, you know, trying to pack ourselves full of these amounts of foods that we're just not accustomed to. And of course it's not going to go well. So instead, you know, our fueling strategy that leads into our carbohydrate loading approach really needs to start way further back than just those two to three days before your race. We can't be a very low carb runner for months or years or whatever length of time and then think that we're going to be able to tolerate just adding in hundreds of grams of carbohydrates in the two to three days leading up to our race. There's just no way that's going to go well. And just like we say nothing new on race day, I would even go so far as to say that we don't really want to be having a lot of new things, even the week of our race. You know, we want to be feeling good. We want to be feeling comfortable and confident. And so if we are used to being in this very low carb kind of eating space, then trying to dramatically increase the carbohydrate calories that we're taking in is probably going to lead you to not enjoy the process and maybe have a really uh, rough race experience as well. For some people, maybe it'll work out great. Your stomach will tolerate it fine. You'll have an amazing race day. And that's great. I love, love when things work out, but that wouldn't be my expectation. And so I definitely would approach it a little bit differently for anybody who wants to incorporate carb loading as a part of their race day plan. So those are the main, uh, most common mistakes that I see runners making with their carb loading. Everything from just not eating the right foods, not eating the right amounts of foods, choosing to uh, eat too low carb, and then, you know, having a really poor carb loading experience. And of course, not carb loading for long enough that we're actually really optimizing our muscle glycogen stores. So how do we do it right? Well, the next question that you might have, and it's a great one, is... What do I do instead? How do I make sure that I'm approaching this the right way? And so what I really want you to do as you're, you know, going into this carb loading phase and, and getting ready is of course be fueling yourself with the right amounts of carbohydrates throughout your training cycle. So you're basically practicing with these different high carb foods practicing with different fuel sources, practicing these pre-run meals and figuring out what works best for you in the months leading up to your race. 
the day that you start that race training cycle is the day we should be thinking about your nutrition and practicing and incorporating a really dialed in nutrition strategy. And so then when it comes time for your carb load to take place, it's not a huge jump to make those swaps to decrease your fat calories while increasing your carbohydrate calories. And so that means that you're eating the same foods that you've been eating this whole training cycle. It's just more of them. And then we're adding in maybe a few extra things like a little bit more sports uh, drinks or a little bit more fruit juice and and getting in some of those liquid calories that can kind of top things up and help you reach your total carbohydrate goals. But we want to know how much we need to be consuming, know what our target is. We want to plan it out and we want to have that carb loading grocery shopping trip where we're going and, and picking up everything that we need so that we are not, you know, maybe scrambling and, and kind of eating whatever's around and running out of things and, and stuff like that. So it really does take that planning and that time and that intention. We also want to be very prepared for the scale to go up during our carb loading phase. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a little while, um, which I know a lot of you have, and that's wonderful, but if this is your very first episode with me, then uh, you'll you'll come to learn, and I'll, I'll say it again here, is that I don't want runners to be focusing on their weight. So I don't think there's tremendous value in checking our weight all the time. I don't think it's helpful for runners to know how much they weigh and to be, you know, using that as this really important data point. I think there's so many other more valuable things that we can measure and we can focus on and we can track as we look at performance and and training and really, you know, boosting all of these things and, and helping us become better runners. But I also know that a lot of people still like to keep an eye on their weight, and it is something that some runners are going to be checking, at least from time to time. So I want to just make you aware that during that carb loading phase, your weight will go up. If you don't gain any weight during your carb loading process, then you are not carb loading properly. Or maybe you were just eating such a high carb diet before that your muscle glycogen stores were pretty full, but I can't imagine a scenario where that would be the case. So safe to say that if you do not see the scale go up, if you're looking at that as a marker uh, during your carb loading phase, then you're not doing it right because all of these uh, molecules of carbs, all of these glycogen molecules are stored in our muscles with a few extra grams of water. And so water is very, very heavy. One liter of water weighs one full kilogram, which is 2.2 pounds. So when we maximize our muscle glycogen stores, all of that is coming along with several pounds of water along with it. And so the our muscles are going to be full and the scale is going to go up a little bit during our carb loading phase, but that is expected. That is normal. That's what's supposed to happen. That's that energy storage that we have there. If you're used to eating very low carb and you typically are kind of walking around in your day-to-day life with these carbohydrate stores um, more at a minimum versus versus having some fuel and, and some gas in the tank on a regular basis, then you may feel this difference. You know, like it can be a noticeable difference in how your muscles feel, maybe how your digestive system feels. It definitely can be a transition that can be a bit uncomfortable. And The thing is, though, the end payoff, the performance payoff as you get into the later stages of that race is absolutely worth it. 
But I also understand that it, it can feel uncomfortable and, and, you know, we don't necessarily want that for people. So in general, you know, looking at your fueling strategy as a whole, trying to increase your carbohydrate calories and increasing those as your training volumes increase and, you know, having that corresponding increase in fueling along with the increase in mileage means that when it comes time for your carbohydrate loading, you'll be much more set up to feel good while you're doing it. And it won't feel like such a dramatic change in terms of how your muscles and how your body feels. So when it comes to carb loading, there is tremendous science to support the performance benefits for endurance athletes of incorporating a carbohydrate loading strategy into their race day plan. But we don't want to just fly by the seat of our pants and wing it when it comes to our carb loading strategy. It really requires intention and planning and organization to make sure that we're doing it right and that we're executing our carb loading plan in a way that actually works for us and helps us feel better on race day. So what I want you to do is I want you to look at what you're eating right now, what you've been doing for your carbohydrate loading plans, if you've ever incorporated it before, how did it go? And maybe from today's episode, you'll take home a couple of points of things that you can do differently going forward. If you need help with your fueling strategy, if you have come to realize by listening to this episode or maybe other episodes of the Fuel Run Recover podcast, if you've come to realize that you just don't know what you're doing when it comes to your fueling strategy as a runner, and you're having a lot of difficulties with performance, with energy levels, with hunger, with weight or body composition, if you're just feeling really stuck with how to eat and train to balance it all out and reach your running goals, then the Fuel Train Recover Club is exactly what you need to get everything back on track. We cover everything from your nutrition as a runner, how to eat at different times of day, your pre, your post, your intra-run fuel, and of course, how to eat in a way that supports better running performance, but also better body composition. We cover specific carb loading strategies and all the things that you need to become the best runner you can be. And of course, there's tons of information in there on training and recovery as well. So it's not just all about the fueling. We've got a, an all-inclusive program that covers all of the aspects of your running development. If you want to learn more about the Fuel Train Recover Club and how you can join today because enrollment is currently open, are accepting new members into the Fuel Train Recover Club, then you can just click on the link in the show notes, head over to my website where you can get all the details and you can sign up today. If you have questions uh, either about the Fuel Train Recover Club, you want to know if it's right for you, you want to talk to me a little bit more about whether or not it's going to be a great fit for what you need. I'm also going to share a link in the show notes where you can schedule a free discovery call. So this is just a quick 15 minute chat where you and I can get to know each other a little bit. I would love to hear about your struggles as a runner, your goals, what you're working on, and let you know if the fuel train recover is right for you. So you, if you're ready to go, you can join right away. The link is going to be there in the show notes. Or if you want to have a chat with me first, I would love to talk to you and share more about this program and what it can do for you. And you can do that by scheduling a free discovery call. That's it for today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. Took away some great actionable tips that you can use for your next carb loading plan for your next upcoming race. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye for now.
The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not to be used or relied upon for the diagnosis or treatment of any health condition. This information does not create a client-practitioner relationship and should not be used as a substitute for professional medical advice. 